Hail, you nostalgic seniors. Welcome to 90210 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or X at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 30, Senior Week. Senior Week. Let's tune in to CUTV. This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode originally aired on May 14th, 1997. One birthday, May 16th, Tori Spelling turned 24. Oh. <laughs> you know what's funnier than 24? <laughs> 25. <laughs> Kendra's drunk, everyone. No, SpongeBob fans will really be laughing at that joke anyway movies may 14th sprung a comedy starring tisha campbell of martin fame oh yeah never heard of it okay may 16th night falls on manhattan produced by aaron spellings spelling films and starring andy garcia lena olin and richard dreyfus i guess i didn't realize that spelling did films i thought it was just like 70s tv show and 90210 but yeah no, I, I guess, guess, I guess diversifying. Not. Yeah. Yeah. TV on May 16th, Spawn, based on Todd McFarlane's comic book of the same name, began its three season run on HBO. I, I do not care for Spawn not, at all. Not a fan. Not a fan. I, I was going to say, in all of the comic books I've read, and I've read a lot of Todd McFarlane stuff, you know, seen his art, ready stuff, I've never read Spawn. I don't think I've even read like Spawn in a crossover. I have no interaction with Spawn. I mean, I'm okay have. with We it. should have gotten Eric on the podcast because he's read a lot of Spawn and he's watched some of the show. I don't know if he's watched all of it. I watched okay. about 10 minutes of the show with him and I was like, this isn't for me. Oh, this you've this. actually seen this night. Oh, wow. Yes. Look at you. Yeah. Okay. It's bad. I mean, it's gross. It's just really gross. I don't like it. I believe it. Lots of TV finales occurred around this time. Mm. Here we go. May 14th, Street Fighter, the animated series. May okay. 16th, Baywatch Nights. <laughs> Bay- <laughs> Baywatch Nights was the uh, you know Mitch was like a PI and then it went X Filesy. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we so talked stupid. about that. It's so stupid. <laughs> May eighteenth, Brotherly Love, starring the Lawrence Brothers. I did like that show. Do you remember that? Did you ever see that? I never watched it, but I watched a lot of Disney Channel stuff with the yeah. Lawrence Brothers. Sure. So, yeah. This show is one of those ones that's just like unless you taped it on a vhs tape in 1997 you're never gonna see it i don't know why but it's like not anywhere they do a ton of videos together on instagram all the time i know they have a podcast now yeah joey lawrence was just on that hey dude the 90s call that we were talking about last week right yeah we talked all about his joey lawrence-ness and uh their podcasts and stuff may 19th inc starring ted danson and mary steenburgen i love that show i feel like that was a one season show but they like they were they're married in real life, but they were like exes on the show and they're like running a newspaper and I don't know. I liked it a lot. And May twentieth, Roseanne, though it would return in twenty eighteen before morphing into the Connors. That's right. Which is what, at time of recording a, still going. Yeah. What a roller coaster that show. Who would have thought? 
Music. On May 20th, The Blues Brothers and Friends, live from the House of Blues, was released, starring Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi as the Blues Brothers. I like the Blues Brothers. I do have this album. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I've still never seen all of the Blues Brothers just straight through. I've only seen random scenes from it. Yeah. That's maybe the best way. It it plays long. When you watch it now, it's really long. Carrie Fisher's hilarious in it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, it's good stuff. I even like Blues Brothers 2000, which you're not supposed to say, but I did like it. So, you know, <laughs> what do you know? Play, the third album by Great Big C, was also released on May 20th. The Ordinary Day peaked at number three on the Canadian Adult Contemporary Charts. My wife loves Great Big C, so we have this album in our house. I've heard it many a times. She's seen them live. I haven't seen them live. And James Taylor released his 14th album, Hourglass, uh, which is certified platinum. Okay. Good for James Taylor. Yeah. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. Beginning in 2022, Jason Priestley began recurring as the voice of Keith on the original animated series, Summer Memories. It showcases the time and space-bending adventures of Jason and Ronnie as Jason looks back on the most important summer of his life. The voice cast includes many Canadian comedy legends from shows like Schitt's Creek, Kim's Convenience, and Kids in the Hall. You can catch it on the Roku channel in the U.S. And now I kind of want to watch it. I'd never heard of it before I was looking in to see like, what Jason Priestley was up to. But, you know, I love those Canadian things. You yeah. Know? Schitt's Creek Add it to the Canadian. list, the growing list of things we need to watch. SCTV. So... Yeah, maybe I'll roll it on Roku channel sometime. All right, here's our synopsis for Senior Week. Last week, it was moms, but this week, it's the dads that are the problem. Chancellor Arnold is moving to Paris and wants Claire to come along. Rush tells Steve he's cutting him off post-college. And Bill invites Valerie to his dinner with Kelly, which does not go well. It gets worse for Val when she learns that Derek swindled her out of her life savings. Who could have seen it coming? Not certainly not me. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> elsewhere, David asked Donna to move in together right before she bombs her exam. And finally, Kelly follows up with her doctor and learns that not everything is as it seems. Plus, Brandon gets roasted for being basic. <laughs> is it yeah. a roast if only one person is roasting you? I, I guess. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I know. And then, like, Steve was not prepared for Brandon to roast him back, which is pretty standard. Yeah. That's for how all it roasting, goes. but he's in a raw place, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Well, this is the final of six episodes directed by Jefferson Kibbe, which is a shame because I love saying the name Jefferson Kibbe. It's a really good name. I know. He also directed 20 episodes of Melrose Place, so if we ever get around to it, he directed right up until the end of Melrose Place. Uh, written by John Eisendroth. Those last seasons of Melrose Place, Kendra, are unhinged. <laughs> completely unhinged. Uh, not that the show was ever hinged. Outside of season one, Melrose Place just gets progressively like wackier. But anyway. <laughs> Lots of returning players coming back here. We have Jed Allen as Rush Sanders. One of these days, we're going to see both of Steve's parents in the same shot. Maybe. I say that, but I don't know that that's true. I don't actually remember that happening, but it must at some point. It must. Surely. But we have uh, John Riley as Bill Taylor, and we have Mike Butters as the bartender. Uh, he is the bartender of the Peach Pit After Dark for a total of three episodes. This is the second of the three. He's best known for playing Paul in the Saw franchise. You, you must have accidentally watched a couple of Saw movies. I watched the first one on purpose, unfortunately. On purpose, uh, Kendra. Yeah, it's... So uh, bold. It's, 
It scarred me. I, I hated I every second of it. <laughs> you and everybody in that movie, I think. <laughs> Final appearance of Julie Payne as Peggy from the Chancellor's office. That's also my stepmom's name, but it wasn't her. I did look and check. What a what a crazy coincidence that would be. Hashtag Julie Payne. Spelled the same way in everything, so I don't know. <laughs> Didn't look like her. Uh, Olivia Brown as Professor Langley. Final appearance of Olivia Brown as Professor Langley. And it begs the question, why'd we do that? Why? Why did we do it at all? I don't Nobody know. Nobody knows. Thought we were going to get some sort of like, oh, and Felice knifed her back in the Rose Bowl, but nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. I don't no. know. Uh, Corin Nemec, final appearance is Derek Driscoll. He's spending all that sweet peach pit money. <laughs> uh, the Eliminators. We have the Eliminators who appeared earlier in the season, and we had this conversation where we were like, I think I saw them. I think they were playing surf music. Uh, in the original airing, they performed the songs Rincon and Johnny's Nose Ride from their 1995 album Unleashed. So, all right. Yeah. Other cast members include Mary Lane as the doctor who appeared in shows like Another World, The New Dick Van Dyke Show, and The Edge of Night. All right. I think that's it. Okie dokie. Well, let's get into this episode. Okay. We start on campus. Valerie and Claire are walking together. Claire is all done with her finals. She's very happy. Val has like one left to go. Yeah. And Claire makes a comment. I don't know how they get on the topic of Kelly. Oh, because Valerie says, oh, I just have to go home and watch Kelly and Brandon kiss. Mm-hmm. And Claire says, well, her dad's in town, so she's probably not yeah, going to be there. She's going to be in the right zone. Yeah. So Valerie perks up at this. She's like, oh, her dad's in town. Well, I certainly hope they have the best time together and he doesn't mm-hmm. cancel his plans with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Claire's like, Are you, do you really wish that? Or yeah. <laughs> Valerie's like, oh. Valerie also mentions that, uh, you know, Bill leaving her was like that Colin told Valerie that Bill leaving was the reason Kelly went into this, her drug fueled season six. So nice to get a little connection there because that was the last time we saw Bill and nobody else seems to remember that that's a thing that happened. So, you know, so not only is Valerie just trying to get under Kelly's skin, she's trying to cause her to fall into another drug addiction, I guess. I, I think unhinged is how I would describe Valerie in this. I think episode. that's true, but I'm so glad that she's this instead of being like, "Oh, someone help me, someone save me." Yeah, <laughs> but she was trapped in for a while, so yeah, let her be bad. That's what I said yeah. all along. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag let her be bad. <laughs> <laughs> let Val be Val. <sighs> so we go to Kelly Donna Claire's. Brandon arrives, and Kelly is very excited because. She got her period that morning, so she's not hey. pregnant. There you go. And she's so excited and relieved. Yeah. Brandon is a little less relieved. He's a little he's sad. A little disappointed. He kind of yeah. wrapped his head around it, I think. Yep. Yeah. So Kelly tells him that her dad is in town and she's going to be going to dinner with him. And she says, nothing can ruin this day. It's just yeah. the best day she's ever had in her life. I know, and she's she says like it's a perfect time to start over and everything, but I just feel like we never had. Shouldn't she still be mad at him? I mean, oh yeah, maybe because we had she was going and meeting Candace to look at houses, and he just no showed. It was like, hey, sorry, I left, and I'm never doing that. And then the next time he was supposed to show up, he sent her biological sister that she didn't know about, (laughs) and now it's like he's coming into town, and she's like, yay. 
But yeah, I, mean, I, I know. Guess that's kind of, you know. I, I mean, that's yeah, kind that's of kind of there how they function, but yeah. Elsewhere on campus, Brandon and Steve um, are talking. Well, it's actually Brandon, Steve, and David. And they're kind of picking on Steve about like, oh, what are you doing post-college? You don't have a plan. And we learn that Brandon has received the Outstanding Student Award, which means that he's going to be roasted. Because that's Of course. Th- of course. That's the thing with yeah. the award. You win, you get roasted. Steve is excited because he has a meeting with his dad and he thinks his dad is going to ask him to be a junior partner. And I still, I don't know what uh, Rush does. Yeah. Business. A junior partner in business. Yeah. In business. In business. Yeah. And wearing pleated pants. <laughs> Claire goes to her dad's office to, you know, tell him that she's finally done with all of her tests and he isn't there. So she sits down to talk to Peggy and Peggy lets slip that her dad has been asked to teach in Paris at the Sorbonne. So he's going to be good. leaving CU. Pretty good gig. And Claire did not know this. Mm-mm. So a bit of a surprise. We don't see the Chancellor in this episode. <laughs> I know. It's weird. Yeah. They're just like, eh, let Peggy tell her. Donna is studying in the library with David and she's, you know, still freaking out about this final because if she doesn't pass this final, she doesn't get to graduate. And as we know, Donna Martin graduates. Donna Martin graduates. Yeah. This final is again, is 75% of her grade. That's a lot. Which I thought was madness. I know. So I texted my sister-in-law who uh, is a psychology professor at a university. And I was like, does it make sense that an exam would be 75% of your grade? Is that, is that too much? And she was like, mm, yes, that's too much. So, <laughs> but, but it wasn't an outright no. So maybe it's not crazy. You know, I was I like, I can't think of a final I've ever taken that it was like, if I don't pass this final, I'm not passing the class. Like yeah. it might knock me down a couple of letter grades if I like completely failed it, but I've never had a final be that weighted that highly so i feel like in a class like this one where they're like doing presentations and stuff maybe there's just not enough coursework you know what i mean maybe it's really just kind of like you do your presentation you do your final and that's i mean i guess that's it that has to be it there's no other anything but it is very heavily weighted yeah yeah and i mean if she failed the other project i i don't know yeah i mean she has to pretty much get a hundred i think to yeah great bye wild (laughs) So David, for some reason, thinks this is a good opportunity to to talk about the future with Donna. And so he says, you know, I feel like it was a really good decision to buy the club and, uh, you know, things are going well with us and the club and like everything's great, except it's just a bummer that my lease is up at my place. So I wonder what I'm going to do. Yeah, and Donna which is the first is... confirmation we got that he had a lease when he was living yeah. with Mark, apparently. So. <laughs> and Donna is just not, she's not focusing on what he's trying to say. No. And, she, and he's like, Donna, I'm trying to ask you if you'd like to get an apartment together after we graduate. And she's upset at him for asking this. She's like, I can't deal with this. How dare you drop this on me an hour before my exam? It's not great can't, timing. Can't deal with it. I mean, it's kind of crazy that they're waiting until the week of finals to discuss their post-college plans, but... 
Yeah. Yeah, that is wild. Valerie goes to meet Derek Driscoll at Bill Taylor's L.A. office. It even says Bill Taylor investments on the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he really went for it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, he, he really did. Um, so she is meeting with him and, um, you know, they're, she's there to sign all the paperwork and she really wants to meet Bill. She's like, I know he's in town. Yeah. I want to meet him. And Derek's like, well, I'll arrange for you guys to have dinner. And, um, but you know, let's do our business here. Um, so that you guys, cause Bill doesn't like to talk business over dinner. So we'll do all the business. You give me the money. And then you can have a nice dinner with him later. And at this point, I really was not thinking he's trying to swindle her. I just yeah. thought that Bill is elusive, as we know that yeah. he is. Well, so I was not habit. suspicious in that mm -hmm. way at this point. Valerie does not have the check. She says that it won't clear until later that afternoon. So she'll have right. to bring it to him later. And she's like, but hey, if we're all going to dinner, I'll just bring it to you there. And he says, well, I have a couple of errands to run, but why don't you and I meet at Joe's later and you can just give me the money then? And she's mm -hmm. like, okay. Perfect. Like looking back yeah. now, I'm like, red flags, what red flags. Doing? Yeah. At the Peach Pit, Rush arrives to meet with Steve. And unfortunately for Steve, he only wants to meet because he knows that Steve is dating Claire, who's the Chandler's daughter, and he wants to know if he's getting this prestigious alumni, alumni. award yeah. called the Condor Crest, I think is what it's called. Ooh. And he really wants this award. He does. He does. Uh, so Steve's bummed out. He was like, I thought we were here to talk about me. Rush does have a present for him. He gives him two books. He gives yeah. him Bill Gates' biography and Lee Iacocca's biography. Mm -hmm. Steve's reaction where he's like, books is so funny. I thought I was done with books. Yeah. And he tells, Rush tells Steve, you're going out into the world without a safety net. From now on, you're on your own. Yeah. Also, Which, like, I get it, but yeah. not cool. Like, yeah, he should have told him that. I know. Years ago. I know. I feel the same way. That's it was like he's totally that that makes total sense to me. Like, you know, to not have your parents support you into adulthood, but like obviously that's what Steve's thinking. And like yeah. for him to just be like, All right, you're graduating in two days. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's a little wild not to be like, Hey, you should probably have some plans in place, you know? Yeah. I mean, if he like, had told him your hey, first we're, job ever. Yeah, we're cutting you off after college. He would have had time to, right? I don't know, save or do. And not that he would have, but at least he would have had more time. Yeah. So Steve is very upset by this. Ruins his day. Donna goes to take her final in Professor Langley's classroom. And she's a little late. Like, Professor Langley is passing out the tests as she walks in. Yeah. And Donna just loses her mind. She... Yes. cannot focus she's like freaking yeah. out about taking this test and finally she just stands up and is like i'm sorry and leaves the room without yeah even so much as putting her name on the test yeah do you ever have a moment like that kendra do you ever freeze up in a test situation i'm trying i don't i can't think of a specific i mean i've not done well on tests but yeah. I, I can't think of a time that I've 
I thought what we were doing here was like she's she was having a panic attack and we're going to get into like panic attacks and anxiety. Yeah. That's not yeah. really what we get into, no. but it's kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. At the doctor's office, Kelly went to the appointment anyway, even though she knows she's not pregnant. She wanted and to get on the, the pill. She wanted, yeah. she wanted a prescription. That's right. She wanted to get on the pill. Uh, which she wasn't already on the pill. I guess. That's I guess not. crazy. I guess not. Yeah. That's I don't know. crazy. I don't know. Ugh. Anyway, so the doctor said that they went ahead, she ran ahead and did a pregnancy test and it came back positive. And Kelly's like, well, I know I'm not pregnant. I've, I had my period. And she said, well, actually, you were pregnant, but you miscarried. Mm-hmm. And she said that they found some abnormalities and she wants to run some more tests. And she asks, you know, have you had backaches? Have you, have you had painful periods lately? Um, and Kelly, this doctor's bedside manner is terrible. There's nothing. Yeah, she's like a robot. Yeah. Yeah. She tells Kelly that she may have a fertility issue. Which Kelly doesn't understand. She's like, but I was, I you right. just said yeah. I was pregnant, um, but she may not be able to to bring a baby to term. So yeah, this doctor, yeah. very straightforward with no mm-hmm. sympathy, is, eyes. Yeah. is telling her that she She's might not really be able to have children. That off for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, we go to whatever this event is senior party senior know. week party it's like they're on the quad and steve's just saying mean things about brandon because he won a student award yeah I don't know. <laughs> so steve and claire are talking steve is upset about what his dad said and claire then tells steve about her dad moving to paris and also says that he wants her to go with him to paris yeah. So now Steve is he's losing all his money and he might be losing his girlfriend. And he's like, you're going to choose him over me. You haven't chosen yet, but you will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems very true. It does. It does. You know, and I guess I liked how matter of fact it was about it. She's like, I haven't made any decision. And he's like, no, but, you know, it's like he's not even he's not like really emoting about it. He's not like super upset about it. I mean, I'm sure he is, but he, his response is just very like, well, <laughs> this is done then, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Donna finds David and tells him that she walked out of her test and that she just couldn't do it. Couldn't take the test. And David suggests that maybe she didn't want to pass the test. Yeah. That, which to me feels like a, I mean, it's what they, it, what, it's tr- it ends up being true, but like it's a little bit of a stretch to be like you didn't want to live with me and you're scared for college to end and so you didn't pass your test. Yeah, I don't buy that for even a minute. I was really surprised that that's what we went for because I thought that's not there. Yeah. I can say, Kendra, <laughs> as someone who's been watching the show for decades now, it's not there. Yeah, that Donna's yeah. feeling that way. So I agree. All right, Val meets up with Derek at joe's or whatever this place is and he says that bill isn't coming he already had plans and it's it's good it's it's clever the way they do it because valerie knows that kelly is going to dinner with her dad so she doesn't question that he already had plans yeah yeah um and val at first she's like well i'm not 
giving you my money until I meet Bill. Like I'm yeah. investing with Bill. This is who I'm, I want to meet with. And um, Derek is like, well, you know, off the record, he just he mostly just plays golf and hires people to make him look like this financial genius. Like <laughs> it's it's uh, me who's doing all this hard work. Yeah. And she, he's also like, Kelly hasn't said anything about me. And Valerie admits that she and Kelly are not really friends, not, that she yeah, really just so wanted to invest to drive Kelly nuts. And that's why she's been pursuing this. So Derek is like, well, if it helps, I never told Bill that you and Kelly were friends. So, you know, you don't have to. We don't have to let him know about that. Yeah. And Valerie's like, all right, well, you seem on the level. Everything seems good here. So here's a check for a hundred thousand dollars. She, but but she still wants to meet with Bill. Cash in a paper bag under a bathroom stall. This <laughs> <laughs> seems fine. Yep. Yep. All right. We go back to the quad where it is Brandon's turn to be roasted. And Steve, Steve's roast is basically saying that Brandon is perfect, but he is only perfect because everyone around him is less perfect. And so Brandon wouldn't be where he is today without Steve being, you know, the doofus yeah. that he is. Yeah. Uh, and making him comparison. look so good. Yep. Yeah. So then when Brandon takes the mic, he then goes after Steve Which and says, you know, uh, yeah, that is, that's how a roast works. Exactly. Um, so he's telling everybody, you know, Steve is just this guy with a trust fund. And why don't you work a day in your life, pal? And you can tell that uh, Steve is not enjoying uh, what Brandon is saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Brandon, like after it's over, he kind of apologizes to Steve. He's like, "Hey, I thought we were joking around." Right. But... He doesn't have any reason to like think that Steve's going to be upset. Yeah, because he doesn't know about right. about Rush and getting yeah. cut off or Claire about the stuff with Claire. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of you know bicker, and Brandon's like, "You're just feeling. Why are you feeling so sorry for yourself?" and Blah, blah, blah. So then Brandon walks off and Steve tries to follow him to continue the argument, but he accidentally gets tripped, pushed into the fountain. And everybody's laughing at him. And Brandon kind of tries to help, but he doesn't take Brandon's hand. And then Claire comes over and tries to help, but he doesn't take her hand Mm -hmm. either. So Mm -hmm. he's just having a rough day. Yes. Elsewhere on campus, Kelly tells Brandon about her doctor visit, which is where we learn that she wasn't already on the pill, which again, crazy. It's a little little surprising. Crazy. And he she tells him about the miscarriage and he's very, you know, comforting to her. And she says, you know, I just need to be alone right now. And he tries to make her feel better. He's like, you know, don't take this the wrong way. But you said this wasn't the right time. So, you know, now we can look forward to the family we're going to have in the future. But she says that they won't be having a family because the doctor has told her that she probably can't have children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is like a lot all at once because it's not like something they were talking about. And then they had to talk about it. And then, like, we got this sort of rug pulled out. And now it's like... Suddenly, this is a conversation that they have to be having. Right. 
Back on the quad, Claire tries to talk to Steve after he's dried off from falling in the fountain. And she's like, you know, we're all under pressure right now. Like, we don't want to move on, but we have to. And, um, you know, I wish we could stay like this forever, but things are going to change. Mm -hmm. She still doesn't say she's whether she's going to Paris or not. Yeah, it's a little ambiguous. It seems, yeah. Yeah. Donna goes to Professor Langley to ask for another chance. And at first, Langley is like, you know, why should I give you, you know, sorry, time has passed. You had one chance and you blew it. Why should I give you another chance? And we don't really, I don't know. Donna's not being very convincing. Yeah. At the Walsh house, Bill Taylor calls for Valerie. She sent him some flowers to his hotel. And he's very, you know, flattered by by that. And she says, oh, Kelly and I are good friends. That's why I want to invest uh, with you. And uh, could we meet for dinner? And he's like, oh, well, I'm meeting with Kelly for dinner. And she's like, oh, gosh, I just I I would. I'm so sorry. I wouldn't want to impose. Um, But he invites her to drinks before. And then he says, and just stay for dinner dinner with kelly and i so that's gonna go well again like what is what what does she think is gonna happen like kelly could just walk in and be like this is my mortal enemy who tricked you yeah and then he would be like wants to be a menace at this point i think that's her only thing yeah (laughs) and menace she is (laughs) it's working (laughs) back at kelly donna claire's brandon comes over to see kelly and uh, she's, you know, dressed up on her way to dinner and she doesn't really want to talk. But Brandon is like, well, I feel like we need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly says that she has she's been diagnosed with endometriosis and it will cause her to. There's a 40 percent chance, basically, um, that she will miscarry um, every single time. Yeah. Uh, and, and I and have a little not, bit not of a, great odds. No. And I have a little bit of a soapbox about endometriosis. So bear with me on this one. Uh, I have endometriosis. It runs in my family. So Mm. a lot of women in my family have it. And it is one of those things where it's it's common, like over 10% of women have are diagnosed with endometriosis. And then a lot of women are diagnosed. Did you say 10% of of women? Yeah have endometriosis it's it's very common but mm. what happens is women are raised to uh think like periods hurt and this is just how it is mm. and it's not supposed to be how it is like if you're in excruciating pain there's something wrong but doctors kind of like shove it off and they're like yeah it's, it's your period it hurts but they d-. and so a lot of women go undiagnosed with endometriosis. So it's it's a it's a thing that my the women in my family we talk about it a lot. Um yeah, because we we deal with it and we've had I mean, I've had issues with uh getting pregnant, but my cousin has it and she didn't have it. She's getting pregnant. Mm. So it just it just depends, but yes, but it's a very common thing that should be talked about more. Yeah. And you know, it's just one of those things where doctors yeah. uh don't really listen to women in that in this case so anyway just uh 
there's my little endometriosis rant. No, it's great. I'm, I'm thank you for sharing that. I I really feel like I don't know the way that men's and women's health is approached in the world is is just wild. Like the discrepancies and like how people how seriously people take those kinds of things and how it sort of feels like if a man comes in is like, Oh, I have a problem. It's like, well, let's get to the bottom with this. Yeah. Yeah. If a woman is like, I have a problem with this. They're like, go out to the seaside, try painting. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And that's something we talk about a lot. Like if men had to go through what we go through monthly, it would be so different than how it is now. So, well, on behalf of my people, Kendra, I'm sorry (laughs) that that's the way that it is. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so Brandon thinks these are good odds. He's like, Hey, you know, let's roll the dice 60% of the time. Maybe you could have a baby. Yeah. Um, but that's a very, you know, she's the one who has to go through losing a child over and over again. It's Um, a very, he doesn't mean it to be insensitive, but it's a very immature response that he's having, you know, I mean, how is he supposed to know? I guess, but like, it's not a great response from him. I don't think. Yeah. Well, then he says, you know, this doesn't change anything. I still love you. And she says, you know, well, how can you be happy in a relationship with someone who can't give you children? Like, I know that's Mm. what you want. And he says, because I love you. Yeah. Donna goes to see David and tells him that she went to talk to Langley and that he was right, that she was just scared to move on. And that's why she walked out of her test. I don't buy it even for a minute. I don't either. It's stupid. She did convince Langley to let her retake the test the next day. And um, why? Like, again, like this whole Langley plot makes zero sense. Why is she letting her do this now? I don't understand. I don't. I don't know. Okay. But David offers to study with her. He's putting putting the kettle on so they can study all night. Perfect. He hasn't been the problem for this class the entire time. So yeah. <laughs> his in- continued presence really should help. <laughs> uh, all right. At the hotel bar, Valerie and Bill are having just a lovely time together and, you know, talking about how she's going to invest with him. And she says, she mentions Derek. She says, well, Derek Driscoll speaks very highly of you. And immediately Bill yeah. is like, uh how do you know derek (laughs) but just at that moment kelly walks in and of course very upset to see valerie there Mm -hmm. and valerie's just like oh kelly like i thought it would be okay i didn't realize you know it would be a big deal and um you know puts on the yeah the fake uh nice act so bill's like hey it's fine like we let's just all have dinner together but kelly leaves yeah in in the in the thinnest of defenses for bill i did kind of buy that he thought oh i'm i can help kelly's friend and i can get to know her friends and like yes there's something in there for him and certainly that's like why he's doing it but i did kind of buy that he was trying to do something because she was kelly's friend yeah yeah i think so still a dumb move still a dumb move no question great casting john riley as uh, Bill Taylor in this, he just has that soap opera energy so hard. He does. You just believe it, you know? Yeah. At the Walsh house, Rush comes over to see Steve and say, hey, they, they're giving me the award. You don't even need to ask Claire anymore. Perfect. Steve is still very upset. He's like, how can you talk to me about, like, who cares about your award? You're taking my security away. 
Mm-hmm. And Rush is like, well, I put you through college. That's your security. Right. That's your security. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah. Rush says, you know, I am what I am because of CU and I know that you're going to be fine. You've just got to, you got to make it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that Steve has to be upset about is that this wasn't a discussion. Like, cause yeah. it's not like Steve thinks he's just going to give him money. He thinks he's going to give him a job. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So after Rush leaves, Steve joins Brandon in the kitchen and he's like, how could you let Rush in? How could you do that to me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Brandon has everything. I have nothing. You, you've got it all, Brandon. And Brandon gives this, you know, speech about, I have no safety net, but I do have a safety net. It's my friends. My friends. Pretty. (laughs) We're graduating from school, not from each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, I don't know. It's like Brandon's parents are loaded. You know what I mean? Like he, he acts like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a poor boy, you know? And it's yeah. like, okay, you're, you're not though. I mean, you do have a safety net. Your whole life is a safety net, buddy. <laughs> Back in uh, the, so next day at Langley's classroom, Donna is taking the test. And I guess it's like an oral exam oral? now. Oh yeah. What the heck? <laughs> Langley's just like asking her the question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she asks her about, name three methods of something and Donna's like, oh, I only know two. I I didn't, I've studied and studied and I don't know three, I only know two. And Langley's like, trick question, there are only two. Why? Why would she? It doesn't make sense, but okay. And Donna's like, why are you so mean to me? Why do you hate me so much? Yeah. And Langley says that she's been tough on her this whole time because she thinks she has what it takes to make it in a career in fashion. And Donna lacks confidence, and so she's been really tough on her. Donna does lack confidence. That's, that's true. true. That is true. That's true. If Donna yeah. could get some confidence, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a total 360. I really thought, I mean, she's like, there's a difference between being supportive and, be- and being like, <laughs> mean? I don't know. I just. Yeah. If you if you beat her down too much, she's not going to be able to get back up. I know. I, this whole plot just feels like they had some plan and they were like, I don't want to do it anymore. Just, I don't know. Langley is secretly nice. Yeah. I don't like it. At the Walsh house, Claire comes over to tell Steve that she is not moving to Paris. Um, and she said it's because of the way he reacted. It showed that he cared. Which is funny because he was very resigned. He was like, yeah. okay, well, <laughs> this has been a nice Guess you're time. leaving me. <laughs> See you later. Um, so they decide to start talking about their future together. It's about time, yeah. No ring by spring for these two. They don't feel nope. the compulsion. After the test, Donna did great. She's got a bright future ahead of her in fashion. Yeah. And uh, Langley gets a hug from Donna. She's like, I'll, I'll never, never forget, forget you. you. Never forget you. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Brandon comes over to see Kelly. And Kelly tells Brandon what Valerie did and, you know, how she doesn't know who she hates more, Valerie or Bill. And she's thankful that Brandon has always stuck with her through tough times. Yeah. The last scene is at the hotel. Valerie meets up with Bill again. 
And she's like, oh, I just didn't know Kelly would get so upset. Like, I didn't think it'd be a big deal. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> uh, Bill breaks the news that Derek has not worked for him in over three months. Yeah. He says that Derek is a crook who uh, was embezzling money from his clients. And he basically just takes people's money and then disappears. Yeah. Which, and Valerie's like, I just gave him yeah, $100,000. It The day before when she said Derek and like the whole stuff with Kelly happened, Bill really should have followed up that day, I feel like. He should have been like, I'll follow Kelly in a second. Let me just tell you, you've lost all your money. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, it's been like 12 hours. They could stop payment on that check so hard. But you know yeah. what? We're neither here nor there. That's that's yeah. not part of this story. Well, there's nothing, nothing you can. Nothing that can be done. No, yep. there's no float in so, checks. Famously, checks have no float. Yep. So Val, Valerie, she, uh, she played with fire, and she now burned. she gets burned. Yep. That's yep. exactly it. Okay. All right. Well, Kendra, what was your nine hundred two and zero snap? I think I might give it to. Oh, I don't know. There were a couple. I think yeah. I'll give it to this last scene because. Me Tiffany Amber Thiessen's reaction is yeah. is very well Yeah, done. I mean, it's like she gets slapped across the face. She's really yeah. like, oh, you know. Yeah, it's a good moment. Verdict overall? I mean, I don't care about the whole Donna situation. The stuff yeah. with Kelly and Brandon is interesting, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was right that Kelly yeah. was, you know, yeah. not going to be pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, the chaos with Valerie is just always fun yeah. to watch so i'm yeah i'm i'm in it i liked the episode it felt a little bit like oh we're not at the finale yet okay well yeah senior week is the episode <laughs> we kind of tread our, tread water for an episode yeah yeah i guess i'm kind of glad we were getting at least even though it didn't make sense that we got kind of a college plot line towards the end here because we're yeah we're running out of rope you know <laughs> so yeah what are you gonna do all right. Well, Kendra, uh, next week we'll be back with the season seven finale, Graduation <gasps> Day, parts one and two. Everybody graduates. That's right. That's right. Anyway, Graduation Day next week. In the meantime, you can catch me every other week on This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network, where we just finished up the Star Wars Clone Wars micro series with volume two. And we're moving on to our Christmas episode where we're going to be talking about The Krulak, which is a short story about Ewok Christmas written by Kevin Scott. Fun! I know. What about you? Well, Nick, I have news. Okay, okay. We are officially bringing back 90s Music Got Me Like starting in January. January, okay. So if you can wait till January, we will have new episodes for you. It's our big comeback. Can't believe it. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it. You never you never were gone from our hearts. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Okay. Well, then we'll be back here next week. So 9021, here we go. Here we go.